Previously on Anything Goes. And this is no disrespect to him, but you know his you know his big closer was something that I think I've seen around before. It was like uh, he'd hold up signs with translations of Southern you know uh, sayings. Okay. Like we had to drive like two hours to get to this place to do this one nighter. And the entire way down, you know, Batch is just sort of like, I don't know how the fuck people get on Letterman. How do you get on fucking Letterman? I've been doing this 15 years. Who the, how the fuck? Who makes those fucking choices? I deserve it. I don't know how to fucking get on Letterman. I mean, like two hours of that. <laughs> and we get to this club and it's like, it's a little awkward because it's a one nighter. There's only like 12 people there. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I do my time and I you know do everything. I'm still working off a of paper because I'm just starting out and trying to do my 30. And I do okay with the 10 people that are there, however many. And, and then I go, I get off, I bring Batch up and, and I go to the bathroom and, and I don't know what's happened uh, between bringing him on stage and me going to the bathroom, but I walk out and he's on stage yelling at these nine people the same shit he was yelling at me in the car. You think I don't want to be on Letterman? How the fuck do you get on Letterman? I'm, Why the fuck am I here? And it's awkward and it's like, it's uncomfortable and he's fucking 10 minutes in. And I've never done this before that and I've never done it again, but I literally, I literally stepped into the middle of this small audience and Bob and I said, let's take a break. All right, let's just, let's just reassess where we're at right now. Let's take a break. And then Bob just, you know, settled down, you people, everything's okay. And it's really awkward. And he's up there like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. You know, I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? And, and, and I, you know, it's really weird. And I go, Bob, do the signs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to your closer. Yeah. And he's like, really? You think that's going to work? I'm like, just, just do the signs. Yeah. And I just try to rejigger it. So he did. And it worked out okay. And now. Let's get to a new exciting show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Don't touch that dial. It was molested and it brings back horrible memories. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? Alright. I feel like I should wear a darker shirt. Too late. I look like the NW root bear. The root bear? The root bear? Yeah, the root bear with his merch butter. Oh, man. There we go. That guy has the, one of the best gigs in the world. Sure. Oh, my God. Huh? The bear or the guy with the AW commercials? The guy with the AW commercials. The bear's real. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, the no, there's no one claiming, I'm in that suit. I should get more money. Yeah, but wouldn't you want to be in the suit so that like you don't, you're nobody can knows it's you, but you're making a shit ton of money? I don't think the guy in the suit is making a shit ton of money. They can get anyone to be in that suit. Maybe. Trust me, I was the Beasley Bear at the uh, for about an hour at the uh, when I worked at Centerville. So nobody nobody knows who's in the bear suit. No one's like. Let me oh, let me explain. You're the you guys- best dancing bear ever. We're gonna give you the big bucks. You deserve it. <laughs> No, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you guys talk. I'm actually the expert in mascots. I've been paid a lot of money. Yeah, but you, yeah, but your face was in it. You, you That's your, the difference. Yeah. The difference is my voice and face. The second you can see your voice and face or hear your real voice, that's when they make the real money. If you can't, they're making no money. They're well, making extra. 
What about like, oh, the, well, like the raptor or something? What about that raptor guy? What about the ones that will do like stunts? They gotta get paid at least a little bit more. Oh, I think yeah, those guys. But it's not—they're not like those. They're athletic guys that are in yes. those outfits that have to be able to dance around for a whole game. But John Popper did a debaters about mascots, and it was in Prince George. And like for a joke, they had the whatever the Prince George hockey team mascot come and like attack him on stage. And Sean was like, "Oh, we were just gonna have fun," but then he said that the mascot was like really beating him up so he started going really hard on the mascot too so it was yeah that was like a very funny debaters so, so when, yeah. years ago years ago i used to work for the beer festival and one year they uh, a bunch of drunks rolled mcgruff the crime dog in oh. his outfit and rolled him down the hill at the fort and you know johnny gardos had to take him to the police like to give a statement and you know the guy's like crying like upset and like Johnny's trying not to laugh because in a way it's you know it's horrible, but it's still kind of funny. Like you know, it's very funny. Yeah, they're drunk and they're just shit kicking a mascot. You know, like you're the mascot. Sucks to be you, but and then they rolled me down the hill and I couldn't get up and you know like. Well, I worked at beer festival with. Uh, I mean, well, Scott would get a bunch of comics to do sort of like the a lot of the grunt work at that sure. festival, yeah. and the one gig that that I found out that, well, that, that I love to do was at the end of the festival, you would go to the, where, where the parking was. Yes. And it would just be like this wave of the most drunk people oh. that oh. had been dr outside in the sun all day yeah. with nowhere to sit down other than the ground. And then they, you know, they get people to play, do sports and activities and such. And so people would be just be shit faced and people are like, hey, I'm not going to spend money on food. I'm just going to keep drinking beer all day. Right. And so you would just get these obnoxious, drunk people coming down. And there was one one time that I remember that, like, I guess there was, like, three buddies. And one guy went to go and use an outhouse. And um, then his other two buddies thought it would be hilarious if we pushed over the outhouse yeah, while the guy over. was in it. Yeah. And so oh, yeah. We, we could hear, I could hear on the walkie-talkie that um, and I was there actually with Rodney Pentland. I could hear on the walkie-talkie that someone was like, yeah, there are three guys fighting with each other uh, that are walking towards the gates and they're going to leave and get in a cab and just make sure that they get in a cab and nothing else and they don't start any shit with anyone else. And um, and then, then we found out, and, cause, and then we first of all, we were sort of like, how are three guys fighting at the same time, right? And then it turns out there was just the one guy who got pushed over in the outhouse and he's drenched up to his fucking uh, waist with yeah. other people's shit and piss all day. Yeah. And uh, and then so he and then so this one guy is fighting with his two friends, and it was, and you know I guess by the time they got to where we were, they, the one guy was like, ah, all right, I'm covered in shit, big deal. But it's just it's like, just it was just the most obnoxious thing. It was it was quite hilarious to watch. It was That's the most what, fun to be like. The thing just, the thing about drunks is they do want to do one of three things. Drink, fuck, or steal. Because that was the other problem at the beer, beer festival. At closing time, people would just start stealing shit left, right, and center. Like banners and posters and like a, a small table. They, they don't even want it. They just want to steal it to get it out, to say that they stole it. And then, ah, ha, ha, look at me, and then just throw it down and walk off. I know, like a, it's like a trophy. Like, look what I got. 
Have I, I ever I, stolen anything? Have you guys ever drunk, stolen anything like that? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> I stolen an NW root beer mug. <laughs> right. Oh, I've, I've come home with many a pint glass that I thought was like a big treasure. That I like, I need this. Right. I never have. Oh, Kathleen's still talking to us. Oh. No. It cut out. Anyway, there, the router. There we go. Okay. There we go. Now it's back. All right. So, rugby Fest, and they had this party in a park where you would pay 20 bucks, like when it first started, and you would just get to go. They'd give you a glass mug, mm. and everyone would just drink beer out of a reefer truck until the kegs were gone. Like, they'd bring in 50 kegs. Mm -hmm. right. And one time there was, like, um, one time there was, like, a, a pitcher, and these people were, like, making these rugby boys chug a pitcher so there was a lineup for that and then there was a lineup for the garbage to throw up in and literally they were waiting until their turn to throw up <laughs> like it was very, very organized that very is very organized that was some organized binge drinking <laughs> but that that was like always ridiculous and then they finally were like well maybe we shouldn't have glass mugs anymore because people would get drunk and like smash each other and like oh yeah tears right. and like cuts everywhere so they turned plastic after a while but yeah that was like always like blackout drunk central it was it was very fun but like yeah people get ridiculous when they are overserved <laughs> like ridiculous well i mean was, was there was there anyone ever get when the the beer fest happened at old fort york did anyone get caught like did anyone get caught fucking or oh yeah they, oh yeah there was there was situations where People are trying to fuck behind the out outhouses, I think. And that's just, that's that's normal. I get it. People get drunk, they start making out, they forget where they are. Right. But this idea of just stealing something for a trophy. I get a mug. A mug you can keep and you got a story. I'm talking about shit you can't carry that far. Like, you just get it to outside and go, yeah! And then just fuck off. Like, it just... What's well, those patio, patio umbrellas? Yes, like that kind of shit. You know, part yeah. of... Like, security would just be like, I'm not going to chase them because I know they can't carry it that far. They're going to give up, and then they're going to go, eh, and then run off. And that's exactly what they would do. Right, yeah. No, I uh, I remember, well, there was, like, so I remember at that beer fest, there was someone that stole, like, a like a big, gigantic thing of, uh, like, popcorn. It was yeah. like a bag that, like, they would pre-make and then yeah. just get ready. And then, you know, when they got low, they would just serve that shit. But, like, someone swiped this massive bag, and there was, like, a hole in the end of it. So there literally was a trail of popcorn that the guy didn't know. And then by the time the actual guy got to the gate, it was like a quarter full. And then he just threw it on the ground and he had like popcorn in his mouth face and shit. But that's uh, the, shortest, yeah, that the shortest episode of Law and Order ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw a homeless man in Toronto. Why is it with Toronto and giant bags of popcorn? Because I saw a homeless man in Toronto walking in like near like church and, and Wellesley area. And he had a huge popcorn bag and he just looked Bullet. like a man on earth like you probably stole it yeah oh yeah yeah no, it it's, it's amazing what you think is sort of valuable or like i'm gonna need this one day or i'm gonna take this this is mine but Can you I, know about mascots i just gotta bring us back to mascots because andrew iwanek we both know him andrew iwanek was a comic in edmonton and for a while he was the manager of mascots for west edmonton mall <laughs> so he was in charge of like hiring people to be in mascots and then sending them out for the day and uh, he sometimes wanted a mascot costume himself, himself. And he said it was always weird because kids would run up and hug you, but like their head would literally be at crotch level. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> he would be like, I don't know what to do. 
But one time he, he borrowed one of the costumes and brought it to the comic strip and went on stage as this penguin. And he was interviewing uh, a girl from the audience on stage. He brought her up on stage. So you could hear his voice, but like he was in a penguin costume. And he was asking her questions. And then he asked her this one question. He'd been up there for about four minutes. And she kind of was like thinking about the answer. And he goes, would you hurry the fuck up? It's hot in here. <laughs> And he came off stage and he took the mascot costume off and he was drenched, like soaked in sweat. Like I've heard stories about like um, Disney mascots vomiting inside of those things and they can't take the heads off because like imagine being at Disneyland and Goofy takes his head off and freaks the shit out of kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's one of the big Disney rules is you can't take off your uh, mascot. When I, I had, for one, for maybe about, I think I lasted about an hour and a half when I was in high school, I had a job as a ride operator at the uh at, over on the toronto island and so for about an hour yeah an hour and a half I, I wore the beasley bear outfit and it has like a little fan inside of it that sort of cools you down a bit but for them, i mean you're, you're you know you're you don't look out of the eyes you look out of the mouth that's where the mm-hmm. mesh is but yeah you'd see kids just running up to you and they would just hug you and you know you didn't know what to do so you just kind of pat them on the on their head and be like okay all right but uh, yeah, it takes a lot of patience to be in one of those things, and uh, man, it is a, it is not an easy way to make a buck. Well, I mean, there's the famous story of the of the Mickey Mouse uh, smacking the kid because uh, he was he was hung over or whatever, and he just wouldn't you know this kid wouldn't leave him alone, so he's turned around and whacked the kid, and the family <laughs> sued and got tons of money for it because wrecked, it's wrecked the image of Mickey Mouse in that kid's head. Oh, <laughs> shut up! That is. They want over that. I fucking can't stand these stupid lawsuits. I'm traumatized for life because Mickey beat the shit out of me because I was being a little shithead. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, the kid's not going to look back on it like that. It's like, well, I was a being a little shithead. So. <laughs> of course he's not. Of course he's not. And his parents are probably like, he was just being a little angel. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Of course they were. All kids are angels. Yeah, except for... <laughs> except for all the kids that don't belong to you. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah fuck all those kids. kids. Yeah, Look at all those kids. Yeah. So, did you guys see the thing I posted? Hashtag uh, Blue Lives Matter. B L E W. No, I didn't. Where? Well, there's there's a story out of Tonawanda. I'm I'm still trying to figure out if it's true or not. Where's Tonawanda? Tonawanda. Uh, oh, it's it's in uh, it's it's around Buffalo. It's like one of the suburbs of Buffalo. It's like a a Scarborough or a Surrey, BC. You know, it's like. It's just a, it's a constant punchline of a lot of they always have a fire there and it's just classic it's like a suburb of Buffalo really you know yeah so you ready for this story I don't know if this is true or not but I got to put my reading glasses on it looks like go. a legit it looks like a legit site though I know it. I, I but, looked it up it's not it's not a parody site that's why I yeah. looked that up so uh, several town of Tonawanda residents are pushing the town board to change its policies to allow officers to receive sexual gratuities while on duty. <laughs> the policy would not allow officers to request the gratuities under any circumstances, but in the event that such a non-monetary gratuity is offered, the officer would be not be punished for accepting it as long as the encounter is less than 15 minutes, which we know it would be under 15 minutes at the cop. And how the good officer, you are. Yeah, and the officer declines to take his next scheduled 15 minute break. Uh, That's amazing. You know what? I'm sure that happens more than we realize. Like, one of my favorite shows is, I think it was on Live PD, and there was this woman that was blackout drunk and she was found in the kitchen of a bar. Yeah. And 
uh, <laughs> she was like lying there, this cop squatting down next to her, and he's talking to her, and she goes, Hey, uh, can I mess with your dick? <laughs> and then he's like, No, you can't mess with my dick. And then she goes, Okay. <laughs> she pukes everywhere. <laughs> it was so good. And I've also seen like one where a woman's pulled over for a DUI and she says, Is there any way that I can I can solve this with sex? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It happens. But- so, you know, it's obviously a very funny thing, but someone brought up, I posted online and uh, someone, uh, Lucy Gervais said, uh, they're only doing this so rape accusations from detained women hold no teeth, which I felt was a very interesting oh, yeah. thing. Right. That's a very good angle. I never even thought of that. It's like, now they're going to use it like, oh no, she offered it to me, so I did it. I mean, I don't think if you're working and somebody offers to have sex with you, I don't think you should be allowed to do it. Unless you're wrong. What job? What job can you just say that? There's no job. They can just say, hey, boss, I'm going to go fuck for 15 minutes. I'll be right back. What job do you have? Yeah, the comedians can do that. You should be allowed to. I've always been pissed at, like, why is it that we give cigarette smokers this sort of carte blanche to go off every, every, you know, half hour or hour Mm -hmm. to go out and have a cigarette? I mean, it's... A cigarette takes about seven minutes, seven to eight minutes to smoke. And that is like, can you think of any other vice that we just sort of give this like, oh, you need a cigarette break. It's like cigarettes and going to the bathroom. But I mean, it's honestly, if someone's going to go off for 15 minutes or eight minutes or whatever it takes to go and masturbate, and then they're going to come back to their job and do a better job, shouldn't they be allowed to do it? Yes. I have a friend that said that he, because he hated smoke breaks, he's like, I'll go, I would go into the bathroom and jerk off. Yeah. Like, I mean, just he literally would do that. He's like, I'm using just as much time as the smokers, and fuck them. They go every fucking hour. Oh, it's yeah. my smoke break. Oh, it's my smoke break. Like, I, I know. That's always been annoying to me because I've never been a smoker. And it's like, even when I worked at a call center, they kind of got more breaks if they were a smoker. And I'm like, why? That's fucking I, ridiculous. Yeah, I, I never understood why we're catering to that vice. I mean, and honestly, I mean, if smoking relaxes you, I mean, fucking jerking off makes yeah. use your head a whole lot more, too. You know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's the old Joe Rogan joke of like, if before you make any big decision, go and jerk off and come back to the, the decision and see right. if you like, hey, do you think you need a new car? Do you think you need a new computer? Go and jerk off and then come back and be like, no, oh, I just, yeah, maybe I'm okay with my computer. Okay. Or maybe I'm okay <laughs> with whatever this is. But the idea that like, I, I don't know. But like, like do the, are, are they saying that like cops can sort of, they can't ask for it. No. But if the woman says... Is it to get out of a ticket, though? Is she... Well, this is the thing. I think what it is, I th- and, I, and I'm, I'm sure this happens, some women are attracted to cops. I get it. So during the course of their day, they may have a, this opportunity where women are like, hey, let's go fool around or something. I'm sure that's happened a little bit in their career. But is it enough to actually have a formal thing where it's like, okay, you can now go and fuck for 15 minutes? Or is it, like you said, women are offering to get out of tickets or... Guys and often they're drunk, drunk, which means they can't really give consent. Exactly, which has become a huge issue where, like, I mean, mean, everybody 10, 20 years ago, yeah, you were at a bar and you got somebody drunk and you went home with them. But nowadays, it's like, no, that's kind of like most of the time if somebody's blackout drunk, they don't know what they're doing. So I think that that's also, you're right, that is like a, uh, that is like a cop-out for cops to be like, oh, no, I... But in assault her, she she asked for it. She right. started away. Yeah. 
think it's terrible. Like, I mean, Dave, you you know, you've been blackout drunk. How many cops have you blown? Oh, three or four at least. Exactly. Uh, That's well, like, <laughs> you have your license. You have your license still. Yeah, like, I know. Well, yeah. No, no, well, no. You did the Muskoka Comedy Festival when you locked yourself out of your room. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's that time. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't hurt anybody. I was just just myself. Yeah, you're just sleeping in front of the motel. It wasn't even a hotel. It wasn't even a covered hallway. You were just sleeping in front of your outdoor door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think I, that 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 picture might must be on my, is on my Facebook somewhere. But if you I, notice that I took off my glasses and I placed, I folded them and I put them on the ledge. And uh, I, I think I took my watch and my rings off and I put those on the ledge <laughs> as well. So it was a very it was a very drunken James Bond sort of like responsible blackout moment that I had, so. I always love when drunken Kathleen takes care of next morning Kathleen. Like, when I wake up and I wash my face, I'm like, good for you. Thank you, drunken <laughs> Kathleen. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, well, I have a joke about it, how it's like when you get home and you just, uh, you know, all your stuff is laid out perfectly in a row that you just took all that time to just put, like, in. And I, I, I would like to have that videotape somehow, just like, what, what does that actually look like? Someone who's clearly not remembering anything, but still sort of subconsciously. Oh, Dave, I have, I have a video. I have a video of you from Vegas when we went, and we went and saw Raiding the Rock Vault, and everybody's supposed to sit down and just, you know, be behaved, and you stood up and started dancing around and pumping the air with your fist like this the whole concert. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this. At the end of the show, you're pretty drunk. And at the end of the show, this old woman came up and said, you know what? You were better than the concert. Oh. And, you went, and you went, yes, I was. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> well, I might have been. I, yeah, okay. Well, you know. I, like I have that video. Time. I have it if you want it. Oh, trust me. There's a, there's a video from the uh, of me dancing on Fremont Street. Oh, I've seen that. I've, yeah. oh, that. Was that. I was there for that when you got that jacket? Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Do you still have that some, jacket? Huh? Do you still have that jacket? Of course I do. I don't throw things out. All right. Uh, that was also, there was like a guy, I remember that night on the Fremont Strip, uh, there was a guy that asked me if I wanted to buy any powder from him. And uh, if, you, if you look at the video, there, that is a, a video of a guy that clearly doesn't need any more drugs powder. or powder <laughs> or booze in him. He is fine on his own. So it was just like, I mean, you know. I was, you I'm not say, well, I was with a girl not. in a wheelchair? Did you Pardon? start slowly? Did you start dancing with a girl in a wheelchair that was walking by or something? Or oh no, she was dancing. You know, well, she was sort of as much as you can dance in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, she was having fun, and I think I kind of lap danced her a little bit. You know? <laughs> so, fuck. You know, it's it's all out there. It's all yeah. it's all a good time. Yeah, you're you all know, about disabled rights, Dave. That's your thing. I know that. Uh, now I, I was just curious, like like if if there was a female officer. Right. I know, that, I know that guys sometimes will be like, you know, they'll either jerk off or they'll have sex or something, and then just to clear their heads, and then I'll get, then I can get back to work. But I mean, I don't know. Like, do women have that same sort of thing of just like? I'm sure that female cops get propositioned all the time, but it's disgusting. Right. And they're yeah. right. No. I like, mean, it wouldn't be like, okay, how about I'll, I'll eat your pussy if this ticket goes away or something like that. Yeah, it's not like you're. It's not like you're arresting like super hot guys that got have their shit together either. Like at least <laughs> they have some level of standards. Guys will just fuck. They don't care. They don't care if she's a, if she's a crack whore. If she's another, yeah. they don't care. But women do like actually like. Well, no, this guy is clearly addicted yeah. to drugs, and I don't need to get messed up with this idiot. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's why I always was attracted to men that wore like Carhartts because I was like, well, that guy's got a job and he probably has benefits. He has a 
um, so, just show, so just show up at a bar that you're at with a pair of coveralls and he's yeah. like, well, he's got a job. He works at a, a garage at least, or maybe. Yeah, well, somebody, yeah, somebody said once, yeah, any guy can buy a suit. And I'm like, yeah, I guess any guy can go to Mark's work warehouse and buy Carhartt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. And me, I would have, I would have banged anyone with the Air Canada pin. Yeah. Oh, you, oh fuck. Oh, can I get the buddy path? Yeah. Oh shit. All right. Yeah. That is like that would be like I know a lot of male comics want to either date and marry lawyers or flight attendants. That's always who I find like the, the guys are going after, and which is smart. I mean, you're either going to need a lawyer at some point or some free flights. Right. I had a buddy pass for a summer because my friend works for WestJet, and she broke up with her boyfriend. She's like, "Well, do you want it?" And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. And I flew to Charlottetown from Edmond, no, from Vancouver for thirty dollars. Right. It's crazy. Right, but don't you have to like sort of stand by? Or, you know, like, yeah, but by? like it, I was always on every single flight. Yeah. yeah. If you're flying like somewhere like Hawaii, it's different. Like you, those are usually quite sure. full or something. But you know, Charlottetown, or if you're just going, like I flew all over Canada that summer just to go places, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, it was totally worth it. Like I, I would love to work for WestJet or something, but uh, they're not easy to get in with. And I think nowadays the idea of being a, uh, a flight attendant would just be a fucking nightmare of just telling people to put masks on and behaving yep. themselves. And well, WestJet, did you hear what WestJet's doing? They, um, as of tomorrow, if you do not wear your mask or if you won't comply, they will kick you off the flight if it's on ground. Um, and then, uh, if, or if you're taking it off on the air, you'll be escorted off immediately once it lands. And then you get a year ban. Wow. Okay. From Westside, you can't fly with them because they're like, we don't want to deal with that anymore. We're trying to contain this. I don't care what your fucking weird ass uh, conspiracy theory is on this whole thing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we're protecting our other customers because that's what we think is right. And it's great. I think it's awesome. And I just flew from Winnipeg on WestJet and it was like, I got the emergency row there and back and it was empty. And then the, the flight from Calgary to Edmonton though was full and I was sitting next to a man spreader who was like, Hey, I can't help it. My balls are just so big. Did he say that? He didn't say that. No, he thought it, though. I could tell. Yeah, that's his attitude. Yeah. Yeah. I like, looked over at him. I'm like, what are you doing? And then he's just like sitting there with his legs spread wide open. I'm like, you're just a fucking asshole. I just, I don't understand. Like, if you don't believe in masks, that's fine. But why are you arguing in a situation where nothing's going to change in that moment? Yeah. Like, if you don't believe it, but you know that that's that person's job to make sure you wear it. And they're only getting, you know, like, it's like the grocery store analogy. The kid's making 15 bucks an hour just stocking shelves. He doesn't want to fight with a 40-year-old dude going into conspiracy. It's like, dude, I don't care if it is or not. It's my You're job. A sheep. You're a sheep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. First what of all, if you ever use sheep or sheeple, you're a fucking idiot, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. You're a fucking cunt. Well, Isn't there a comic with a whole, like, album about sheeple? Yes, yes. <laughs> Was, uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw something of just like, like all the people who are so anti-masks are also all the people that just say, "Why don't those people just behave and do what the police tell them to do?" Yeah, it, right. it's like that weird parallel. Right. It's like, okay, well, so you're you're anti-masks, and you don't. It, it's also a testament that you don't care about other people, and you don't realize that this is just a, this is private property, and this is the store's policy. It's like, yeah. are, are you still protesting the no shirt and no shoes thing? It's like, well, you fucking idiot. It's just like, you know, just go do your shit and then, you know, and then leave. Then take your fucking mask off. But it's like all those people are just like, I'm not going to mask. And then it's just, well, why don't those, uh, why don't those black people just behave? And just Yeah. Why don't they stop tearing down our statues? Why don't they stop? Our, how dare you tear down that statue of Sir John A. Macdonald? I'm like, well, I mean, 
he did contribute to the genocide of native people. So he, oh. I mean, I get that he was one of the founding fathers of Canada, but he was also a piece of shit. <laughs> like, and all these people, we can't deny our history. I'm like, then don't deny it. Then, then say, yeah, he did murder a lot of people for the benefit of the European people that had yes. moved there. And, yes, and, he could, and he called them savages. It's multiple yeah. places where he, he used that exact word. That's not new. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's, but I mean, at the same time, it's sort of like we can't apply the, you know, the standards of today to people, you know, hundreds of years ago. No, it's of course not. That was the sort of the, the norm. And, you know, and also I don't think John A. McDonald sat down to really get to know any natives either. So it's sort of like, yeah, if you kind of keep your distance away from all these people for your whole life, they're always going to appear to be what you originally thought they were. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's just, well, when they tore down a, a statue of Frederick Douglass, which I didn't think was sort of like, really? You're, it's like one of the most predominant, uh, you know, black men in American history, you know, and you're tearing down that statue. But, you know, it's... I think they just take, take down all statues. Fuck it. Take them down. Who cares? We'll just, you know, we'll, or, or put them in a museum, you know, or just find some, find some land and put up a... I, I don't think that they should tear, you know, they should just, if they're going to take down those Confederate statues in, in the South... You know, take them down and then put them in a museum somewhere, or put them in and a big field. And explain what they did, good and bad. I think yes, that that's, that's my that yeah, that's my argument. I don't have a problem with the statues as much as then put up a plaque that says your point of view that why you think it's wrong, and uh, put them in somewhere like you said, a museum that has both sides of the argument, and then people can go and do their own research and make their own decisions. Yeah, right. Just providing one, which is what most of these statues do. Is not appropriate. Right. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It, it's a, it's it's the same thing with all these people that are sort of like you know that 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 one kid that showed up with the rifle at the uh, uh, at that uh, that march or not the march but the protest after the the Wait, man that's shot. Kyle, the seventeen year old Kyle. Yeah. Right. It's all the people that are showing him sort of scrubbing graffiti, and then they show him with uh, the the rifle walking down the street. It's sort of like you, you know. Um, Did you see the video where uh, where he beat up a girl? Yes, I saw that one too. I, you know, I've I not seen it. He he was in a fight with a girl, and there were these. Uh, I think they were black people, and they were filming it. And they were like, "Oh, he's going after these girls." And then he started to chase these girls and punch them in the face. And then the black guys got out of the car and went after him and attacked him. He's like, "You don't beat up women." Yeah. And uh, this kid's a piece of shit. He is a, he's going to either he is a piece of shit. You bring a weapon to a, a protest and you're a white little puke and you bring it to a Black Lives Matter protest and you don't expect people to jump on you because look at the climate in America right now with all the shootings. If he was in a shopping mall or if he was in a school, he'd be the devil. Mm -hmm. But because he went to a Black Lives Matter protest mm -hmm. and some of the protesters attacked him or whatever happened, he's he's a hero to some people which i find extremely disgusting i hope he gets put in jail i hope he gets put in jail for a very long time because this kid is just going to get worse well to me to me the whole argument starts with probably the worst parenting on the planet because the mother drove him there knowing that she was going across state lines knowing that that gun wasn't legally his and then put him in a situation where he might have to use that gun so I do not defend him whatsoever, but I still believe at 17, you're not going to make the smartest decisions. Yeah, you're not going to make still... smart decisions, but I think at 17, you probably got to, well, I mean, who the fuck knows? Well, I mean... What I'm saying is, you're not, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to go to jail. What I'm saying is, 
you know, he listens to his mother. And if his mother is the one bringing him somewhere, she has to have also some culpability in what went down in that situation. Because she drove him there, knew what was going on, and put his kid in harm's way. That's a horrible, horrible thing. Do I think he deserves uh, some kind of penalty? 100%. Do I think it's murder? I don't know until I see all the tapes uh, and all the angles shot, and all the information. shot somebody in the head in front of a bunch of people. That is murder. That's murder. That's not self-defense. That's murder. It's not self-defense, but there's multiple different uh, accusations of what actually went down there, and we're trusting the media to tell us only one side. That is also a problem. Well, there's not multiple accounts. I've been reading posts from people that were physically there. Like I've been right. reading not from the media, from their social media. And uh, yeah, the media has their own way of telling different things. And if you watch Fox, it's one story. And if you watch a different one, it's a different story. But there are stories from people that were physically there that said, yeah, this kid came out. He had a gun. He People were upset and they jumped on him. He shot people. So they got even more upset. Then they started pointing to him and telling the cops, there's the shooter. Yes, there's I know that. Shooter. Yeah. Yeah. He went home and went to bed. Yeah. I know the whole story. Yeah. Oh, fuck that kid. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck his family. Fuck the people that think that he's this innocent little angel. Oh, he was just trying to clean up his city. Shut the fuck up. Don't well, worry. I don't believe city. that. I don't, I don't believe that well, I know one bit. I'm just saying people do and it's yeah. gross. Yeah, it's, I don't. I don't believe that. But I don't believe it's one hundred percent that kid's fault. That mother did a very bad thing as well. But that kid has to be accountable. I'm sorry, I don't care if you're a little kid. You I have to say. I didn't say he's not accountable. I said the mother is also accountable. Yeah. She she was the one who drove him there across state line with an illegal gun. There has to be some kind of because right now the mother is going to be seen as a hero. She took his son. Her son. Well, I'm sure the right is probably going, you know, you try, you, you you gave up your son for the rights, and I can just see all the fucking bullshit that's going on there. Like, I'm not even that far left, you know? I feel like I'm kind of left-center, but I just can't even, like, I can't even believe that there are people that are like, no, he didn't, that was not murder, he didn't do it, it wasn't murder. Or, like, he physically did it, people saw him do it. How can you defend this guy... And then when you say you're defending someone that, that's a murderer, oh, no, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying it could have been self-defense. I'm like, but it wasn't. There's no way that that was self-defense. He knew exactly what he was doing. He took a gun to a protest. He wanted to create violence. He did it, and he killed two people, and now he goes to jail, and he pays for it for the rest of his dumb fucking life. Like, I, yeah, I'm well, so done. Yeah, there, I mean, you know, you get, but yeah, at the end of it, you got, I mean, there's the court of public opinion, and also there's the, the court of 12 people and a judge that has to make a decision. And they're going to, you know, there'll be enough. Dead. There are two people that are dead. I know, but they'll, they'll, they'll make a case that he got attacked and that the, he was self defending himself, and that once the shots were fired, he got up and he walked towards the police and he called 911 saying, I shot someone. And, you know, and, and you know, you see these, these cop cars and these tanks that come by. And they're asking him, you know, what, oh, what is there, were there shots this way? At that point, the cops didn't know what was going on. But, I mean, and they, they never shot the kid because the kid wasn't shooting at other cops. I mean, he shot the, the three people, and then he sort of just got up and he walked, kept walking. But, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a distinct sort of but difference even between. if you shot someone, Dave, even if you shot someone, you, and you go towards the police and you're like, I just shot someone, well, you just killed somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah. They'll they'll find a manslaughter charge from him, but I mean, you know, murder is always they have to make a they have to make like a he he intended on killing someone beyond self defense. I'm not saying that you know I agree with anything that happened, but I'm just 
I just I worry that when I don't think that those cops that killed George Floyd will get charged, and that's uh, that's another wave. And that's going to be like another Rodney King riot because yeah. they'll find out they'll have George Floyd had this in his system, he had that in his system, uh, he had fentanyl, he had all these other things, and. Uh, well, then maybe we should start using that against the the white people that are committing crimes too. Like, there's a lot of people who are saying like. This kid has a troubled past. This kid has a violent past. This was this, and he did that, and he was doing this. So, like, yeah, let's hold everything against him now. Let's okay. hold every decision he's ever made in his life against him in this one moment, because that's what they're doing to black people. Well, this guy oh, was yeah, there. Yeah, he was a pedophile. He was on rape yeah. and all this. And so I, my attitude is that has no bearing on whether he should be shot or not. Police should really? not have the right to just shoot because they're a pedophile. That's what court is for, the law is for, that is what we're supposed to do. And to give that power to police is just too much. Well, also, I mean, it's that, with that I, I don't know how any, well, I mean, uh, just that awful, awful fucking cunt, uh, Candace Owens, who just, who when as soon as the George Floyd thing happened, like two days later, she gave this big, long argument about who George, George Floyd was as a person. And, you know, she just talked about his criminal past and all this bullshit yeah. and stuff. But it's Did like both that Personally, that's another thing. She didn't know him personally. No, no, no. She Yeah, she didn't. But she said all this shit from his past and about his record and stuff like that. Um, but all those, the cops that had his the, that had their his knee on george floyd's neck didn't know any of that shit right and right. same thing with the kid that shot those people in the you know with the, the the kid that we were just talking about the kyle kid he didn't know that the people that are attacking him were former pedophile were pedophile yeah. with sex offenders and things like that yeah you just you can't go looking into someone's past after they've gotten shot and no. and then start giving that person credit for taking out all these you know Horrible, supposedly horrible. I also think there's a so there's the case of the guy getting shot seven times in the back, and there's all these theories and arguments from the police saying, "Oh, he had a knife. He did this. We tased him three times. This, this. Okay, then why were your body cameras not on? Yeah, there's no body cam footage that's been put forward yet by the police substantiating anything that they've claimed. And well. No one, you can't trust the police because no. they, they, all, they have a history of I'm fucking lying, lying yeah. and hiding evidence and producing evidence that wasn't there. So that's why, in my opinion, if you do not have your body camera on, you should not be able to say anything. Nothing you say should be allowed to be admissible. Well, I mean, the, the, the police did go there knowing about his record and his the sexual abuse and assaults that the guy had... Uh, the guy that in the back, the guy that they yeah. shot in the back, he was yeah. breaking up a fight. They didn't know anything no, about. No, he, he was. He was called there by the woman that he'd abused sexually and assaulted previously, and he'd been yeah. let out of jail. And he took his, she took her keys, and he'd been, but he'd been tased like twice, and yes. you know, and he was able to fight off two cops. And the cops did say, you know, don't stop, 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 and he. I, I mean, you know, but seven you times you're going to shoot someone seven times in the back. Well, you know what? If they shot, well, and, well, they shot him seven times, and he's still alive. He's paralyzed, and he's ha handcuffed to his bed, which I don't understand. But he's, but, well, he's still alive after being shot in the back seven times. Shoot him in the knee if you want him to not get away, or shoot him. You don't go shoot someone in the back seven times. Well, like, often cops times. are told that you have to unload your clip into someone and make sure they're they're not they're they're, they're shoot they shoot to kill. If someone if he had a gun in that. Or if he had but, a knife. But there was no proof that he had a gun. 
They say that he he said that. Show me the evidence that he said that, because I can't trust him saying that he actually said that. Show me someone that's a, a pedestrian to that situation that will say, I heard him say, I'm going to get a gun. And then we can maybe talk about that. But I still don't agree with that they let him go around the vehicle and all three of them just didn't swarm him like cops normally do, whether he had a knife or not. Wow. Well, that's like saying that, like, uh, we could just say, well, no, the guy that they shot, he said, oh, no, I'm just here. Uh, I'm just doing this, that. We can make up this whole story about what he actually said. Like, the cops are saying, oh, we tased and we did this and that. But no one's come forward to say that that's what happened, except for the police, who nobody trusts anymore. And for right. good reason. Nobody trusts them anymore. They don't deserve the trust of the people anymore. No, I'm, trust me, I'm, I'm not I'm not pro-cop, but they, they did go there uh, on a call from the woman that said, this guy's here, he's done this and this before, and yes. he's taken yes. my keys, and this yes. is gonna... And so the cops did go there knowing what the situation was and knowing who the person was, which is so one thing that just they have this. in their favor that the cops that killed George Floyd don't have. Because, right. you know, they, they didn't... You know, they didn't know anything about this guy's history. And it just, I don't like the digging into someone's past to justify what someone did is completely wrong well, and, and the, irrelevant the, in court. The example for the, the one where the guy gets shot seven times, the some of the left are screaming that he, or sorry, some of the right is screaming that he was a convicted pedophile. He had sexually assault against children. That is not the case. I'm not saying he's a good person, but you can't just take, because he, he has a sexual assault charge against his the ex-girlfriend who is the mother of his children. That doesn't make him a good person, but throwing it into he's a pedophile, so that justifies him dying, and another pedophile of the street is just a good thing, is yeah. once again giving too much power to the police to just go, and oh, he's a pedophile, he's got a different set of rules that we can get away with. Well, okay. the president of the United States is a pedophile. Right, well... well yeah. Uh, well, would you would you let him do a, a guest set in front of you if you were working a club that weekend? Who, the president of the United States? No, the guy that got <laughs> shot in the back seven times, knowing his history and everything. I'm just trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to pivot to a lighter sort of. Uh, Dude, I, I can't even, I can't even get Richard Lett kicked off. comedy festival for just one night it was very fun it was like very small but uh they did a really great job i love that festival because they treat us so well yeah they treat canadians so well they treat us they they drive you around they pick you up they pay you well they treat you really well there and it was so much fun and um was it at the gas station theater yeah it was yeah. at the gas station theater and i headlined the no hold far shorts or whatever the dirty show yeah. and uh it was it was very very fun crowd was like not huge but it was enough people and uh yeah we had a good time and it was kind of like weird because i did it with sterling scott and we were both like at the end of the night we're like there's not that many comics that can say they did a festival in 2020 <laughs> oh, right yeah. now, were, there, were there any americans there no 
Oh, okay. No, it was all Canadians. They used a lot of locals um, for most I don't of think it. Any, and I don't think anyone from Ontario was there either, right? No, I don't think so, because you guys are persona non grata everywhere. <laughs> right. But I, I know they did um they did a uh uh like a, a Zoom style show with Derek Sagan. Yeah. yeah. And uh but yeah. And then I was like I was like, did they just do did I just get this festival because no one else could go? And then I'm like, no, I got it because I'm good. <laughs> well no, you got it because you're good, but I mean I'm sure they're but yeah, I mean, but you're you're there and you're you're funny and uh and yeah, you're accessible. So I still find it like really kind of weird and ironic. Like when you do comedy in Canada, you're told your whole career, well, you got to get to Toronto. You got if you're not in Toronto or not in Vancouver, you're not really gonna get anywhere. And now it's just like in Alberta. I've been working since May. I've been working more than I ever have of a theater tour in the fall. Like there's, it's weird. Mm -hmm. But like, and then everyone in Ontario, I've seen people post like last week. I had my first show back, and I'm like in August. That's crazy. Right. Well, I, I have not been on stage as a headliner since I recorded my last album in January. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I also think that the window for comics to be able to say, ooh, I haven't done this for a while, is getting smaller and smaller. Yes, yes. So I think, like, like I think if, if you do a show in, like, a month from now, and if you say, I haven't done this since February, an audience might sort of be like, oh, really? Why is that? Or, or that's... I think that excuse is not going to hold a lot of as much water anymore. But um, um, now, did you what? Now, did they do TV galas this year? Uh, no, I don't think they did. What? Sorry, I was from at, at the Winnipeg, Winnipeg Fest. Winnipeg. Did, did they, they do TV galas? I don't think they did. Yeah, you're frozen. I don't. I don't think they did, Dave. I think they just did like um, kind of maybe like she said the Zoom type shows and right. then some live dates. Yeah. Because they couldn't get, an, they can't have an audience. They can't. It's a small. Well, what, so what was the what was Kathleen? Do you know what the audience makeup was like? Were people sitting? Or yeah, they were they were distant. Like there was like a few rows. Yeah. Apart okay. between, and if you were in a group, you're with your group. It was right. six feet apart. It was very socially distanced. It was, and everybody. I don't know if people were wearing masks in the crowd, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't. I didn't feel unsafe. It didn't feel weird but i know a lot of people in winnipeg because it went from four cases to like 30 or 40 so a lot of people in winnipeg started to get scared yeah and so one of one of the great things about that festival is um is that you know they have a lot of parties afterwards where the comics can get together and, and be comics now with this was there even an after party after your show or did, did most people uh, just kind of scatter of course there was an after party it was kathleen mcgee <laughs> like right I was, it was me and sterling and then dana um Dana oh god I feel bad I can't remember what she's married to Tim anyway she was on the show and Mike Green was on the show and then we went and did a little show at the handsome daughter after a crowd work show okay and then there was a birthday party for Chad Anderson he had a birthday show at Wee Johnny's so we kind of did a little pub crawl little yeah party. nice and then everybody was at Wee Johnny's at the end of the night we all had drinks and yeah it was fun it was like it wasn't the same like it wasn't the same as having all these different comics but yeah. It was it was a good time and they you know they always treat us so good at that festival. That that is like the one festival that is literally No, she cut off. Well it's it's very it feels very much like a Canadians festival as opposed to like a Montreal or even like a JFL sort of uh you know east west thing then yeah. Know, I mean, my my only my only beef with that festival is why is the icon from that city never at that festival? But we'll leave that alone. 
Oh, well, oh, yeah. you can say Kenny Robinson. So You did. You did. I didn't. I did. Um, I'll all say right, that all the time. Yeah, let's move on. Hi, this is Ernest Borgnine. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, can so we just take one second? Just one second? Yeah. I just gotta... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look like Charlie Brown. I just never know how loud I am with my fucking neighbors. And just if they have to scream and yell when I'm, I just project outside. Oh, I see. It's only, what, 243, 1.43? Yeah, yeah, I know, but, you know, I don't know. I have neighbors that blast their TV loudly, too. I don't know why you need an episode of Friends to blast loud, so. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, obviously, something uh, big this week in the news is uh, the Black Panther passed away, which, so it's it's very interesting that he had uh, cancer, never mentioned anything about it. Chadwick Boseman. Yes, Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Yeah. Never Isn't mentioned Black anything Panther about it. Yeah, sorry. Okay, didn't say anything about it. And I'm surprised because the way the world is paparazzi and finding out anything about everyone that it was kept secret. Because even when someone of that size goes to a hospital, TMZ is all over it. I mean, they really kept it quiet. And that was pretty shocking. And even he was like losing weight and looking really, and people were like saying, oh, he's, what's wrong with him? He's anorexic. Like people were actually being rude to him. Yes. Well, what was funny was that, like, he he was in an interview um, uh, after Black Panther, and, uh, and and the interviewer said, "So you had to, so you had to lose weight to play Thorogood Marshall, mm -hmm. and then he had to gain a bunch of weight to play the Black Panther." And right. so this interviewer said to him, "Like, oh my God, well, this this must have been really hard on your body. Like, how do you how do you go through something like that? How do you prepare for it?" And um, and then he said in the interview, he said, "Well, he said." you have no idea how hard it was. And one day you'll realize how, what I was going through to get to be played those, both of those characters. He said, one day you'll find out what wow. it took for me to get to be in that physical condition. But, um, you know, you think about the, the black icons that he, he portrayed mm -hmm. was he was like Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. And, and it is weird that this comic book character, he was most, you know, noted for is the Black Panther, um, and so it's just yeah, and, and the fact that yeah, so it's, it's amazing that he didn't tell anyone, and it's the the one other person that I can think of that died of pancreatic cancer was Bill Hicks, who right. he kept that sickness to his grave, and he you know he told his family. Did he though? Like I thought I thought comics kind of knew. I think comics. Well, you know, this is this. Yeah, but uh, comics knew about the Bill Cosby rape allegations too, but did no, say no, 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 I had no way of saying anything. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you say, know, people, people, it's something about cancer that people are more likely to keep it to themselves, and it's, cause it's such a scary and personal disease that, like, I think you know, it's up to the person to decide if they want to announce to the world that they have it or if they want to just fight it quietly. Right. Well, so uh, I think that that's what he did. And I also think sometimes celebrities mentioning it, they don't want to come across as like, look, look, now I'm a now I'm a cancer survivor, or now I'm this. I mean, I think a lot of actors that sort of don't reveal part of their personal life, 
it's a lot about them just sort of being true to their craft of being an actor and they just want to be seen as someone playing these roles rather than look now i oh look now i'm a this it's, it's yeah. it always kind of creeps me out of just like you know when tragedy happens to some people and then they start waving that tragic flag around it's sort of like well are you are you are you now happy that you got it or is it or is it like or now it just seems like you're using it as some weird publicity thing for yourself well, and who knows if he would have lost out on roles if he had told people he had cancer. Oh, like, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yes. See, to me, I'm not, I'm, I have got no fight in the idea of he kept it to himself because that's a personal decision. I'm just surprised that he was able to in the world that we live in. Right. And he was such a star that, you know, if, if you eat corn and shit the next day, everyone knows the way the world is. You know what I mean? And it's just like so but much information. Kelly Preston also passed away this year. I didn't know she had cancer. She had cancer for four years. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't really. Yes. yes, that was another example. Yeah. So I think it is possible to keep things quiet. I think the shocking thing is that because of the way the world is now and everybody shares absolutely every detail of yeah. their life, it, it is shocking when something happens and we're like, oh, they never told anybody or nobody yeah. ever found out. So yeah, that's, that's the crazy part. And no family member, you know, leaked it or, you know, said anything or, you know, it's... And he married his girlfriend in the hospital. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that yeah. either. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting that, you know, I think nowadays with, like, show business and stuff like that and this this uh, quest for, the, or this, you know, desire for attention, I think a lot of the times when people do come out when they have a disease, you probably know that there's a publicist behind it going, like... You know what? If you mentioned that you had this horrible disease, you know it could be some opportunities for you. You can get on Ellen. You can go on the Tonight Show. You can go on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, it, it's 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 just a there's a sickness to fame that sometimes people will use. You know, oh, I'm a. It's like even it's like people going into rehab. Like there used to be a, a sh not a a shame to it, but now it's like people announce that they're going into rehab just to get. Their, uh, their, their oh, name yeah. out there more. Oh, Dr. Drew. That whole TV show, Dr. Drew, is based on people going on to revitalize their career. Now, there's a little, there's a very uh, interesting story uh, with him. Do you know that in the 90s, I think, or maybe early thousands, I, I don't know which decade it was, he was hired to play on a soap opera. It was, uh, I think it was All My Children. Who was? Sorry, who? Uh, Chadwick. Oh, okay. yeah. So he was Dr. hired. Drew, but... No, no, he was hired. And after a week, they replaced him with um, the other Black Panther actor, uh, last name Jordan, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because he felt that the character was playing too many stereotypes of a Black gang member. So he had the gig, turned it down, and then Michael B. Jordan took the role over and played that role for three years. Yeah. I mean, this guy is someone who stood up for what he felt was right. His yeah. whole career, right? Not just not just once you're a big star and you have a lot of money and you got fuck you money. I mean that was his, that was a sweet gig at the time, and he had nothing else going on. And when you hear that story, you're like, well, shit, this guy, the fucking real deal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's not there's not a lot of integrity in Hollywood. Right. So in the it is just nice to know that there are good people and people that do have integrity in the world. <laughs> it's just nice to know that it exists. Right. And then unfortunately. We lose them to cancer. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I mean, 
I mean, uh, Darren brought this up as something we could bring in and, and talk about, but it's like when you talk about integrity, I mean, Jim Gaffigan went on a bit of a, uh, oh, yeah. a Twitter, Twitter storm uh, as someone could so, and then, you know, and there are all these people that are sort of like, oh, well, let's, let's, uh, yo, yo, Jim, you're going to be losing fans. Well, let's back up, shit. back up, back up. Okay. Because people may not know the story. So just give a backstory to then and you can continue. So Jim Gaffigan watches the uh, RNC debate yeah. and footage, and he doesn't like what he sees, and he's anti-Trump. And he starts saying anti-Trump things publicly for the first time on his social media in a long time. Well, in the past, he has done some anti-Trump, but for the most part, he's been apolitical or seen that way. Right. And so some of his fans, who are Trump fans, start dogging him. And his retort to one is, fuck you, Karen. Right. And that lit up the whole social media world because here is this guy seen as apolitical, Catholic comic, clean comic, actually says fuck. Like, they think he's never said fuck before. That's what I find hysterical. Right. It's like, yes, he has an image. Yes, he has a, a business to run. But you know what? Just because he says fuck now, his whole world's going to end? Like, there's people trying to cancel him and all this, and I'm like, really? Like, Well, it's, it's so funny that, like, whenever I hear any sort of right-wing conservative talking about cancel culture, it's like yes. their, their, their idol, Donald Trump, is literally, I think it's like he's, he's called for boycotts for over, like, something like 40 businesses, mm -hmm. or even, I think it's even more than that. But, you know, he wanted to boycott Starbucks. He wanted to yep. boycott the NFL, the NBA. Good year. Good year. Oh, good year. Exactly, yeah. And it's sort of like your, your president is the king of cancel culture. And you, you got to just shut the fuck up about this. It's sort of like, and also these people that are just sort of like, when, when there's, they talk about comedians, well, they talk about comedians and uh, musicians and actors when they're all like, hey, you should stick to acting or you should stick to comedy right, or stick right. to music. It's like, you know, the Dixie Chicks were all like, just shut up and play. And sports figures are like, oh, just shut up and dribble. It's like, but then they fucking love it when Ted Nugent shows up on Fox. 100%. And gives, and gives any sort of opinion. They're like, look at this guy. Yep. And it's sort of like, there's video footage of him wanting to shove a fucking shotgun up Hillary Clinton's ass. And he said that on stage. Yeah. And I'm like. That's why you can't take the far right or even the far left. Seriously, they're all hypocritical. Yeah. They're yeah. all very critical because it, if it's if it's not what they like or something then it's bad but if somebody that they like does the exact same thing then they're a good person so yeah can't you know, what any of these people say i, I remember a couple of years ago i went and saw the band midnight oil they came back they're an australian band they don't tour here very often i went and saw them but before i went to the concert i looked up you know a few shows before some footage some reviews and one one person actually commented, it's like he went to the concert and was extremely disappointed because all the lead singer did was talk about politics and was anti-Trump. I'm like, I'm sorry, but if you're going to a midnight oil fucking concert and don't know that they're anti-Trump and they're political, their whole basis of their career is politics. He quit the band to join Australian politics. This is, a, this is a band that can't be any more political than they're like more political than Rage Against the Machine. And you're upset that they're spreading their, that you're a fucking idiot. It's like this, this whole Jim Gaffigan thing. I think Karen, Karen wants to be pissed off because he said, fuck you, Karen, 100%. Karen's mom wants to be pissed off, 100%. But people who don't know Karen, who don't have any tie to Karen, and they're going to get that upset because one person said, fuck you, Karen, you need to get a fucking life.
That's well, my opinion. I mean, the guy opened up for the Pope, you know? It's sort of like, you know, every comedian wants to be like, oh, look who I opened up for. I opened up right. for the, Jim Gaffigan opened up for the Pope. And it just seems like people can't, people can't seem to brush off the whole like, ah, it's just his opinion. I like his comedy, but that's his opinion. People just, people can't separate opinions from the artist. Any, they can with actors though. I mean, you know, nobody, it's like an actor can seem to play like the most despicable, horrible, murderous, rapist person in a role and he doesn't catch any shit, but, but neither does the director doesn't come sometimes catch shit. It's just, I don't know, movies seem to be something that sort of get a free pass a lot of times. Well, that happened to me on a small scale this week because I posted about Kyle Rittenhouse and then this guy came after me a little bit and he said, hey, I like your comedy and I think your comedy is really great, but this is really stupid that you're uh, going so hard for this guy. And I was just like, well, I mean, that's nice that you like my comedy, but I guess we have opposing moral values and yeah. I think yeah. racist. And if you don't like being called racist, then that's too bad because that's what you look like right now. Right. And oh, I might lose another Red Deer fan. <laughs> Well, it's just funny that, like, back, you know, I mean, in the 70s and 80s and even, like, early 90s, well, I guess any time before now, it's like we never really knew the constant opinions of, like, what George Clooney is, like, would have said about, or what he thought about, you know, actors and, you know, musicians and comedians sort of did sort of speak their minds, but it's just we didn't really know a lot about sort of the, the personal opinions and political leanings of some people, but... I just think it's funny, you know, like Jim Gaffigan goes to a political rally and then he gets what stands up and goes, look, if you're not going to start talking about Hot Pockets, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> like, come on. Like, what do you want from your people that you buy your records from? You well, that's, also like saying, that's also like saying to a plumber, I don't want to hear your political opinion. You plumb, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear your political opinion or a lawyer. I don't want to hear about your political opinion. You're a lawyer, just lawyer. Like, yeah. Everyone is a person. Everyone has their own opinions and own political opinions, and people shouldn't be shocked when someone that they idolize has a different opinion from them. But you know what? To be honest, if my plumber is knee-deep in shit, I don't really care what he thinks about Justin Trudeau. That's my thing is, like, fix my toilet, fuck face. Yeah, fix true. my toilet. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah, I, you know, I still think it's so funny when, you know, how, how angry conservatives were at, at Justin Trudeau's, you know, makeup issue makeup mistakes yeah uh, they just they embrace it oh he did blackface but it's sort of like well you know it's so did you in 1992 <laughs> yeah. yeah i couldn't stop doing blackface so dave we just got a couple of minutes left because we're coming up on the hour but i want to talk about this porn review thing oh yeah you really really want us to talk about this porn review yeah. did you yeah, read so it i read it i thought you yeah. i thought it was supposed to be funny well i think it is funny i think it's funny that uh that you know that uh that like this guy, whoever, uh, let me pull it up. So give some backup to it. It's just a porn review of a clip, right? That's. Well, no, it's not even a review of a clip. The, this, there's the, um, there's the actual video, but then the guy right. in it. Um, yeah, I guess the clip is the, 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 the name of the clip is, well, and, and this I don't understand what the love of incest is, but stepson's friend saw a stepmom lolly yeah. lips in the bathroom and fucked her. Okay, but that's well, not incest. That's like that's not even a review to that woman. Yeah. No, that's not that's not a review. But but then the one the one point that this guy does <laughs> the review is um, his name is uh, V. Oh, V. Locomotive. 
Yeah. And then also there's this side guy, why are you giving a review of... Hey, just say what he said. Just say what he said. Go ahead. Okay, this is what he says. Honestly, I don't want to be horny. I barely feel anything when I jack off. The only reason I still do it is to feel something. I don't want to jack off. I want to be loved. I want someone to care about me and to treasure me. Want someone that I can give everything to, someone I can spend the rest of my life with. I just want to be happy. I mean, this sounds like borderline suicide note, but this guy seems to be desperate for a friend, and also he's right. leaving this on the Pornhub comment yeah, page. I know. Yeah, maybe get off Pornhub and get on eHarmony. Or get anything. I mean, I or, I or what I found funny is a couple comments later, someone's like, "Hey, let's just play some PS4 together." Like that's gonna well, the, solve his problem. Well, like, the, honestly, this, I mean, it does give you a bit of an idea of what a community this is. Sure. Which I find still that, you know, a, a guy, there's no financial incentive for a guy to take his best fuck movies and then he just isolates all the, oh, this is the best tit fuck scene. And then so right. he compiles a whole bunch of tit fuck scenes together and then he just puts it out there because he feels like this is, I like this and other people like this, so I'll give it out to the community. Yeah. And then, so the first response to that guy, to the locomotives thing, I'll post this photo while we're talking about it. Yeah, so yeah. People want to read it. But it says, um, uh, is every, so the first guy says, um, and his name is. Uh, well, first of all, wait a second. First of all, who hasn't just jacked off to feel something that day? Well, I mean, I've done that. That's I mean, all I do. There's no you don't feel yeah. anything. You, you jack off to make you feel something. You well, feel feelings when you masturbate? Pardon me? Uh, I guess I'm not that dead inside. When you masturbate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes it's just kind of, I want to get it out of the way. When you make love to yourself. There we go. <laughs> oh, oh, trust me, I'm taking advantage of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, sc I scold myself guy, and go, where were you yesterday when I needed you? I jump a full <laughs> beer on my hand. You know, yeah. like I, I take advantage of it. But I mean, yeah, it's not like I'm saving my leftovers to... But so this, the first guy, so the first response to this review is, is everything all right, man? Uh, if, if you want, we can talk, or if you'd like, we can play some video games, which I think is a sweet thing. This guy's, yeah, this yeah. is like Porn Addicts Anonymous, and this guy just wants to go like, hey, let's go for a coffee after our talking. He's talking him off the, off the, the, uh, the ledge of coming. Right, right, right. He says, oh, oh hey, if you want to talk, later, oh, we could or play some video games. Uh, if you want to add me on PS4, uh, it is um, uh, perf. Was what? Uh, I can't read his. I can't read Don't his video it. game handle. Um, I can play Warzone with you or something that uh, doesn't. This isn't going to help this guy get laid. No. We can play video games with another nerd on Pornhub. Right. Oh, right. So, um, the thing about that, this is like when people complain online about like uh, nobody loves me or stuff. You, you need to start looking at yourself. Of course. Right, I know. But you need to start looking like, well, how do I live? What am I hygienic? Do I do I give off a horrible vibe to women? Like you have to, you have to try. You have to try. Oh yeah. Or you, you have, have to, to try, but, or but, you have to lower your standards, which a lot of men refuse to do. Right. Exactly. And also, or I think, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, I was just also saying. Yeah. Or you know, try to figure out what your pluses are and the what, not what your minuses yeah. are and right. try to sort of build towards your pluses. And, but also, I mean, you know, as, but women are, are incredibly hard creatures to figure out. And this guy is also living in a porn world where he yeah. literally just watches videos all day. Right, right. He's, he's like, oh, it's like, he, it's like, 
it's like he just literally watches videos all day where he just sees like two a guy and a girl together and then out of nowhere she just gets on her knees and immediately undoes his pants yeah right. and at no point is she like oh you don't have any Look, underwear that's weird first um, of all there's he, he has to realize how much is he putting himself out there to be able to find someone that's a huge huge thing i mean i wasted 10 years of my life because i knew i had too high expectations and they weren't high expectations they were unattainable expectations so that means i didn't have to date someone yeah so I did my own work to figure that out that's a huge thing and that's what i think a lot of people do and this idea of you know i've always uh, listened to there's a line by the pursuit of happiness that i think is the greatest thing about dating and it says, I don't care if she's skinny, I don't care if she's fat, as long as she goes for boys like me because I like them like that. This is the problem with the world, that the dating world, influenced by porn and social media, it's like you're not letting people get to know you personally to see if yeah. they like you. You're shutting it down too quickly, you're finding reasons to say no, and if you do that, you're never going to have anything. And well, I think there's a lot of that going on. It's a superficial world, too, like... Even yeah. on, when I was on dating apps, it was like women were all looking for a man that was six feet or taller. Or right. and then men, I mean, men wanted a hot chick that was skinny and was like down to fuck at all times. And it's just like people are not realistic. Like you say you want love, but you're on a porn site begging for love. You're you're on a site where you're looking at women that are I'm pretty sure probably completely unattainable to this person. Right. And then they get mad. Like. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure it happens. I find it more that men get bitter with love because I guess women can be awful. We can be terrible and we can be sure. mean. And, uh, but I've been rejected lots by guys that I thought I'm like, why would you reject me? I'm great. And then, but I don't just go and sit and pout in a corner and be like, no one's ever going to love me because this girl that just friends owned me didn't want to love me. Well, yeah, that's a good thing that you know that that person, why would you waste your time on that person if they're not interested yeah. in you? Well, you know, I mean, I think that, I mean, a lot of guys get intimidated by, uh, like, a very, but, like, a, guy, a lot of guys get intimidated by confident women, so, and. Yeah, you know, but I don't, that's, uh, yeah, that's a whole bunch of horse shit. Well, there's, 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 there's a lot of women that aren't confident, and well, he's true. probably not that confident, and they can meet, and they can fuck, yeah. and they can have a relationship. Yeah. There doesn't always have to be one super confident, and one not so confident, because they bring each other up or bring down. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that just. I no, but also, I, I think, and rightfully so, I think women have a lot higher standards of what they want from a guy than maybe they did, you know, 20 or 30 years ago. It's just, you know, and then I think the they exact opposite. I think the exact opposite. I think, think they have people, lower standards? I think as people age, they reset what their expectations can be. I sure. think yeah. when you're 18 or 19, you've been sold a bullshit world through movies and media and games and porn, and then you get to fucking 31, and you're like, I haven't fucked in a long time. I haven't had any meaningful relationship in a long time. I've got to not lower my standards. I've got to change my standards. It's not about lowering, because there's a lot of hot, not confident women out there. And there's a lot of really confident, ugly chicks. And it's ugly because how confident they are it has nothing to do with their looks. Well, yeah. And also also men and women look for different things in a partner yeah. in the beginning. But yeah. then also the longevity of a relationship. You have to find more common ground and more things in common with if you want to stay with, if you if you hope to stay with that person. It's just, I mean, that's why men will cycle through trophy wives 
because then yes. they get bored of what they originally what they liked in someone. Men are always more attracted, and physical attractiveness is more of a big thing for them than women in a long-term relationship. A woman generally hooks up with a guy the first date, they may be attractive, but by date three or four, I did a project as a university, by three or four, the looks mean nothing. Whereas men, that lasts yeah. much longer. What was this project that you did? At university, I did about, about attractiveness in dating. Okay, well, and then what, did you do surveys? No, I had to do, well, some surveys, but also looking at other research, and it showed that, you know, women, physical attractiveness is not as important as it is in men in long-term relationships. Because they, they attach themselves to the person, not the image. Where men are so superficial, they still try to attach in a long-term relationship to image and not the person. Not all, but some. I've yeah. dated guys before that I wasn't initially attracted to, but then uh, they were funny or they were fun. And right. then I'm like, yeah, Dave. Dave's a good exactly. friend. Right there, right there. <laughs> <laughs> then after a while, then the magic wears off. And then yeah, I, the magic wears off. I'm yeah. real fast. And I draw my card and, and everything fucking falls apart. I just, I have to say, I have to, I have to read the, the second response that this guy got was, um, hey man, you're not alone. Life can be really tough, but just remember things are going to work out. Uh, it might be, uh, uh, it might be differently than you expected, but that's okay. I be look at this. This is like heartwarming. I believe in you, man. Keep going, keep trying. And you know, the guy could have said, keep dripping off. You're going to be, you know, it's a big world out there. Yeah. And, uh, and then of course the next uh, comment is very nice. Who agree like, and then immediately it's uh, the trolls going with Miss, yeah. Then Miss Titty says, have fun watching it and please leave a comment or, or, you know, check out my box on this next clip or something like that. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, those first two comments were sort of like, uh, it just people live in such an isolated world where they live through their computers and through these chat rooms. And, you know, I mean, I, I my heart kind of goes people, up. People are lonely. I mean, the movie Magnolia still stands up and we're 20, 25 years later. People are lonely and they're looking for things online that they're not getting through their real life. Right. But then also people don't realize that online isn't real life. You know, it's like it's. Everybody realizes that they just don't want to believe it. Right. Well, yeah. And it can, be, it can be the start of something real in your life. Sure, it can. I mean, you know, like I've, I've, I've met people online that have. Like, yeah, you like, have. Like you love, you love, you love using Facebook like a dating app. Uh, not. Uh, um, yeah, you do. <laughs> I like meeting new people. Is that true? There we go. There we go. That's, That's my favorite. Is it's so strange? Man wants to add me on Facebook, and I'm like, oh. And they don't message you. They just add you. And then they're like, hello, beautiful. And it's just like, do I know you? And they're like, no, but would you like to get to know me? I'm like, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like I like new people. And I like, well, do I like new people? <laughs> you're a people I, person, Dave. I'm a yeah. people person. And you're, a people like, person. you're just not a, uh, you're just not a, well, maybe you are a womanizer, but you're not a successful womanizer. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I like people that don't know anything about me. That's what yeah, There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. And then that's a wheel, that's a wheel you gotta spin. You gotta keep spinning that wheel, Dave. You gotta keep spinning that wheel. Yeah, blood, sweat, and tears.